Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of glycogen storage disorders found under the pediatric section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 16-year-old boy presents to his primary care physician with a complaint of fatigue and muscle cramps. He recently tried out for his high school basketball team and found himself exhausted and unable to run after performing a set of high-intensity sprints. He notes that after resting briefly, he is able to get a second wind. After practice, he noticed that his urine was a brown color. Laboratory results are significant for an elevated creatine kinase level of 1,423, with the normal range being less than 200. There was no elevation of lactate levels on forearm non-ischemic testing. This is a case of McCardle disease. Let's continue with an introduction to glycogen storage disorders. As a general overview, remember that glycogen storage disorders result from errors of glycogen metabolism caused by mutations in genes for enzymes involved in glycogen synthesis and degradation. Now let's discuss these disorders in more detail. Type 1, or von Gierke disease, is due to defective hepatic glucose 6-phosphatase. It is an autosomal recessive disease. It usually presents at 3-6 to six months of age. Patients present with hepatomegaly and signs of hypoglycemia, such as seizures. They also demonstrate a doll-like face and poor growth. And there may be an increase in uric acid due to impaired renal clearance and increased production, which may lead to gout. There is also an increase in lactic acid and an increase in triglycerides, which may lead to xanthomas, and pancreatitis. Type 2, or Pompe disease, is caused by lysosomal alpha-1,4 glucosidase deficiency. It is also autosomal recessive, and there's an infantile form which presents with cardiomegaly, generalized muscle hypotonia, and respiratory distress. The juvenile and adult form presents with skeletal myopathy, delayed gross motor development, limb girdle weakness, and respiratory issues. Type 3, or Cori disease, is due to a glycogen debranching enzyme deficiency. It is also autosomal recessive, and most cases involve the muscle and liver. It presents with hepatomegaly and mild hypoglycemia because there is still intact gluconeogenesis. Type 5, or McCardle disease, is due to muscle glycogen phosphorylase deficiency. It is also autosomal recessive, and it affects the skeletal muscle. There is no elevation of blood lactate during forearm exercise testing, there will be an increase in creatine kinase. Patients present with muscle cramps, fatigue, myalgias, and myoglobinuria. Patients also demonstrate the quote-unquote second wind phenomenon. This is rapid relief of fatigue and myalgia, secondary to an increase in blood flow, improved free fatty acid delivery, and liver glucose utilization. With regards to epidemiology, remember that the overall incidence of all forms of glycogen storage diseases in the U.S., Europe, and Canada is approximately 1 in 20,000 to 40,000. Von Gierke disease, or type 1, is the most common type, and it presents in about 25% of all patients with glycogen storage diseases. Demographically, the age of onset may range from the first months of life to later decades of life, and the highest incidence of Cori disease, which is GSD type 3, is in non-Ashkenazi Jews in northern Africa. In terms of the pathophysiology, Remember that glycogen storage disorders result from abnormal glycogen metabolism and accumulation of glycogen within cells of certain tissues, such as the liver and skeletal muscle. In terms of the genetics, the inheritance pattern for most of these diseases is autosomal recessive. In terms of further studies, von Gierke disease, or type 1, may be evaluated with serum glucose and electrolyte levels. It may demonstrate fasting hypoglycemia, which is defined as a serum glucose less than 2.5 millimoles per liter. 
You can also evaluate with the serum uric acid level. It will demonstrate hyperuricemia, which is defined as a uric acid level greater than 5.0 mg per deciliter. Serum triglyceride levels will demonstrate hypertriglyceridemia, which is defined as a triglyceride level greater than 250 mg per deciliter. And serum cholesterol levels will demonstrate hypercholesterolemia, which is defined as cholesterol level greater than 200 mg per deciliter. Pompe disease, or type 2 disease, can be evaluated with acid alpha-glucosidase testing. This is the best initial test and gives a definitive diagnosis. Other laboratory testing will demonstrate an increase in creatine kinase, lactic acid, and aspartate aminotransferase. Cori disease, or type 3 disease, can also be evaluated with serum glucose and electrolyte levels. It will demonstrate fasting hypoglycemia. Other lab testing will demonstrate an increase in creatine kinase and aspartate aminotransferase. Myocardial disease, or type 5 disease, can be evaluated with serum creatine kinase levels. It will demonstrate an increase in serum CK at rest and a further increase in CK after intensive exercise. The myophosphorylase enzyme activity assay can also be performed, which will demonstrate a decrease in myophosphorylase levels. And genetic testing helps to identify pathogenic variants in the PYGM gene. This gives a definitive diagnosis. With regards to treatment, von Gierke disease or type 1 can be treated with dietary management. This includes frequent oral glucose or cornstarch consumption, and patients should avoid fructose and galactose in order to prevent lactic acidosis. Type 2 or Pompe disease can be treated with enzyme replacement therapy, specifically L-glucosidase alpha. Type 3 or Cori disease requires symptomatic treatment, and type 5 or myocardial disease can be treated with sucrose consumption before exercise, which may help to improve symptoms. Lastly, in terms of prognosis, GSD type 1 has a good prognosis when dietary and medical treatments are implemented. GSD type 2 has a poor prognosis without treatment. GSD type 3 has a good prognosis with many patients surviving into adulthood, and GSD type 5 has a variable prognosis. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to glycogen storage disease, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A five-year-old boy presents to his primary care doctor for fatigue and weakness. The child is homeschooled and his parents recently signed him up for basketball. They notice that he is not as athletic as other children. He tires easily and has little interest in playing. Their child has always been less athletically inclined and has preferred the classroom instead. His temperature is 98.1 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.7 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 92 over 53. Pulse is 83 beats per minute. Respirations are 13 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Physical exam is notable for a young boy with a decreased muscle tone and hepatomegaly. He has 3 out of 5 muscle strength in all muscle groups. Laboratory values are ordered and demonstrate a sodium of 139, chloride of 101, potassium of 4.2, bicarbonate of 24, BUN of 20, glucose of 59, creatinine of 1.0, and calcium of 10.2. A biopsy is performed of the liver, demonstrating glycogen change with small branches. Which of the following is the most likely etiology of this patient's symptoms? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Acid maltase deficiency Choice 2. Alpha-1,6 glucosidase deficiency Choice 3. Glucose-6-phosphatase deficiency Choice 4. Hypoxanthine guanine phosphoribosyl transferase deficiency Or Choice 5. Muscle glycogen phosphorylase deficiency
The best answer to this question is choice two, alpha-1,6 glucosidase deficiency. This patient is presenting with fatigue, poor muscle tone, hepatomegaly, and abnormal glycogen with shorter outer chains, which is concerning for a diagnosis of Cori disease. Cori disease is caused by a deficiency of alpha-1,6 glucosidase. Cori disease, or type 3 glycogen storage disease, occurs secondary to a deficiency of alpha-1,6 glucosidase. Patients will present with hepatomegaly, hypotonia, weakness, hypoglycemia with elevated ketones, and abnormal glycogen with very short outer chains. The features of Cori disease are similar, but less severe than von Gierke disease, as these patients will not have a lactic acidosis, hyperuricemia, or as severe of a hypoglycemia. The treatment is frequent meals and possible starch supplements. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Acid maltase deficiency would cause Pompe disease, which presents with glycogen accumulation in lysosomes, leading to heart failure and death, typically before 2 years of age. Choice 3. Glucose-6-phosphatase deficiency causes von Gierke disease, which presents with hypoglycemia, hyperuricemia, failure to thrive, and hepatomegaly in the setting of fasting hypoglycemia and more severe features than Cori disease, which includes an acidosis and more severe hypoglycemia. Choice 4. Hyposanthine guanine phosphoribosyl transferase deficiency can cause Lesch-Nyhan disease, which presents with aggression and self-mutilation in addition to hyperuricemia. Choice 5. Muscle glycogen phosphorylase deficiency causes myocardial disease, which presents with severe muscle pain and cramping with exercise. Patients will have a resolution with rest and will not have the classic elevation in lactate seen during exercise due to an inability of the muscles to perform glycolysis. Finally, a bullet summary. Cori disease is caused by alpha-1,6 glucosidase deficiency. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A newborn infant presents with severe weakness. He was born to a G1P1 mother at 40 weeks gestation with the pregnancy attended by a midwife. The mother's past medical history is unremarkable. She took a prenatal vitamin and folic acid throughout the pregnancy. Since birth, the child has had trouble breastfeeding despite proper counseling. He also has had poor muscle tone and a weak cry. His temperature is 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.5 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 57 over 38. Pulse is 150 beats per minute. Respirations are 37 breaths per minute and oxygen saturation is 96% on room air. Physical exam reveals poor muscle tone. The patient's sucking reflex is weak, and an enlarged tongue is noted. An ultrasound is performed and is notable for hypertrophy of the myocardium. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are, choice one, acid maltase deficiency. Choice two, clostridium botulinum infection. Choice three, clostridium tetany infection. Choice 4, familial hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or choice 5, spinal muscular atrophy type 1 disease. The best answer to this question is, choice 1, acid maltase deficiency. The patient is presenting with weakness, poor muscle tone, an enlarged tongue, and hypertrophy of the myocardium, suggestive of Pompe disease, which is due to acid maltase deficiency. Deficiency of acid maltase, which is also called lysosomal alpha-1,4 glucosidase and acid alpha-glucosidase, presents with a quote-unquote floppy baby clinical picture. Heart, liver, and muscle tissue is affected in these patients, and mortality is high with many patients dying by the age of 2. Patients will experience feeding difficulties, macroglossia, and severe heart failure with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy seen on ultrasound. 
hepatomegaly can also be seen. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Clostridium botulinum infection could present with a quote-unquote floppy baby type clinical picture. However, it would not present with macroglossia and a hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Choice 3. Clostridium tetany infection would present with spasticity rather than poor muscle tone. Choice 4. Familial hypertrophic cardiomyopathy would present with a hypertrophic myocardium, but in absence of this patient's other symptoms. Choice 5. Spinal muscular atrophy type 1 disease, or Wardening-Hoffman disease, presents with poor muscle tone secondary to lower motor neuron death. However, it would not present with cardiac abnormalities and macroglossia. Finally, a bullet summary. Acid maltase deficiency presents with poor muscle tone, feeding difficulties, macroglossia, and hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. That's all for this review about glycogen storage disorders. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.